Hello, and thank you for tuning in to The Escafil Files, a book analysis podcast where one diehard fan and one newbie start yet another podcast about Animorphs, the children's book series by K.A. Applegate. I'm Danielle, I use she, her pronouns, and you can find me on the internet at redtailedhawk90. My co-host is Jade. You can find me on the internet at jdoxforrows, and I use they, them profile, uh, profiles. Pronouns. <laughs> this is what happens with the files being in the name. <sighs> We will be making our way through the books one at a time, analyzing the themes and how they stand up, uh, and sharing the experience with our friends on Discord. Uh, last time we got through the first 20 pages of number <laughs> one, The Invasion. Uh, we did real good. Um, we and had a lot to say about the series as a whole and how we came to it as readers or not, in my case. It's true. You know. Um, but we can... Uh, pick up now after Elfangor has died. Um, after with... Elfangor has been eaten alive. Yeah, spoilers. Um... <laughs> <laughs> spoilers for episode one of the Escaville file. <laughs> <laughs> um, spoilers for the first 20 pages of Animorphs. Um <laughs> And uh, we're gonna we're gonna pick up where we left off. Um, as I remember, Jade, I think you said that you wanted to cuss out Visser Three. I do. One second, though. <laughs> Put you on the spot. I had a mouthful of chocolate digestive. <laughs> I needed the sugar. Okay, so what strikes me, and I am gonna get into specifics about Visser Three. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so much pageantry and i think this even if we learned nothing else about the uh like from elfangor's impression of them the fact that this is how their leader chooses to operate and this Mm -hmm. is the first we see on the beaches i'm gonna turn into a really big thing and eat this dude alive not i'm gonna shoot him with my very efficient weapon that can disintegrate bodies no no i need to make a thing of this with my tail yeah yeah and then there's this whole thing and everybody is laughing after Elfangor is eaten. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this mix of voices. Like, I think it's described like Taxon's laughing is very distressing. It's like this weird <laughs> kind of vibe and it's upsetting. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, Jake notices that one of the laughing voices, and we get the impression, and it has been, that there are human controllers there as well. The kids are just too far away to recognize anybody. And then, and this is where I knew I already disliked Vista 3. (laughs) I knew enough about the books. I knew enough about this first impression. But then, then this. Ah, I heard him think. Nothing like a good Antrarian bogmore for taking a bite out of your enemies. And I was like, you motherfucker making a pun? We're Bond villaining now? One, how long have you been on Earth? Because I don't like to believe. But I'm sure if Richard is listening to this, he is laughing at me right now. And you know what? That's fine. My hatred of puns is well known in our circle. But like the fact that, again, it's just like this casual cruelty, making a big joke out of it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just so utterly transparent. And obviously, like, this is, a, a first and foremost, a young adult book. This is, like, making it very clear the kind of person that Visser 3 is. Yep. And this, as I said, this relishing in being cruel for the sake of being cruel. Yeah. And it isn't just Visser 3 that is like that. 
mm-hmm. because all of the other controllers are like, yeah, this is the best thing I've seen all week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want me to make it worse? Oh, go on, please. So, uh, I'm going to eat this three, last biscuit. Please carry yeah. on. Visser 3 is uh, infesting the body of an Andalite. An Andalite who can only do anything but watch. Like, that's he mm. can just watch as Visser 3 does these things with his body. Andalites are herbivores. They don't have mouths. Visser 3 makes this Andalite eat alive one of his fellows. Visser 3 is a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's implied that he does this frequently just to make his host feel like shit. Do we find out who specifically the Andalite host is? Yes. Cool. <clears throat> we also find out his host knew Elfangor. So, you know. His... Mm. Great. Yep. Fun things for future Jade. <laughs> but yeah and then there was a thing you wanted to talk about now right now that um, now that i've done ranting about motherfucking bond villain yurks yeah so before we get into the kids reaction to all of this um one of the a common kind of things that people say um usually i find it's people who aren't super into the books who say this who like maybe they just started reading or they were relatively casual fans um they always ask like elfangor had the morphing cube he had the power to morph why did he not just morph something and run away Mm. because he would have as we learn later morphing heals all of your injuries he would have been fine But as Cassie points out here, he's dying for them. Um, and it's it's one of those things where, like, the element of surprise that these kids have is so important. Because if Elfangor hadn't died here, the Yerks would be tearing the city apart to look for him Mm. um and so it's it's very much a like he is sacrificing himself in this moment in order to give these kids a chance and that's the whole reason why he doesn't like try to morph or anything like that in order to get out of the situation it's a it's a strategy it's Mm -hmm. a tactical choice yeah (sighs) anyway marco starts throwing up valid (laughs) i like how it's written in here marco started throwing up it was an understandable thing to do Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and the the kids split up um Mm -hmm. there's this great line about rachel saying some words that jake didn't realize she knew yeah um let the animals say fuck please They- just the PG-13 version of Animorphs just has Rachel swearing in it. <laughs> you get one fuck in all of Animorphs. Where do you put it? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
And it's interesting, like you get this tearing through the construct, and it's there's a real sense of palpable menace. You spend a lot of time with Jake trying to get away um, and interacting with a homeless person who he mm-hmm. really hopes get away. Familiar voices, um, but the threaten to kill whoever they find, mm-hmm. like to bring the head. Yeah. Again, like, and this is a 13 year old kid, uh, but mm-hmm. um, he gets away. They all get away. Yes. Um, just about. Um, and so um, the next day, you got Jake. They're just like, oh, well, that was pretty fucked up. And I was just like, I mean, maybe it was a dream. And then Tobias shows up and it's just like, so that shit happened, huh? Um, <laughs> yeah. Possibly a little bit more articulate than that, though it's also Tobias. So possibly not a lot more articulate than that. <laughs> um, and he's like, so I morphed into my cat. Let me show you. And proceeds to morph into his cat. And we get this great sequence of him being very cat like, just like, Jake, you got to drag that string. I just, I really want to chase the string. (laughs) And we get that first sort of vibe of, and Tobias talks about it. And I feel this is one of the things that doesn't let it get record is um, that being at war slash trying to find balance with the animal that you've chosen Mm. and it's the way it thinks. Yes. And having to balance that with what you want to do while there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's definitely... So there are a couple things that happen in the scene that later are basically retconned because they, they're they never brought up again. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, like, there's a moment where uh, um, Jake tries to, like, thought speak at Tobias when Jake is not in morph and Tobias is like, yeah, I heard you. And like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, that that's actually one of the things that uh is fixed in the reprints that they did. Yeah. There's a moment here where Tobias still has a um has a, a cut on his finger, even though he's morphed the cat. Um there's a moment when um, Jake Jake ends up morphing his dog Homer, who's a golden retriever, um, and like there's a moment where he's like, "Yes, I smelled." Um, so he had the dog, right? It? Yeah, he he smells like the neighbor's dog, and he's like, "Yes, I knew that dog," and it's like, "Okay, Homer's brain. You're not literally in Homer's brain when you do this." And this is something that is, it's kind, they kind of go back and forth on it a little bit. They never quite commit to how much of the animal is there. Um, because, like, Cassie ends up being really concerned about morphing sentient creatures. Because she's like, if the mind of that person is there, then why? how are we different from the Yerks? Right. Yeah, it's an interesting thing, actually. This is something I was thinking about the other day, about, uh, and I, where it hasn't been confirmed, about the nature of where does memory fit into DNA and, like, the physical manifestation yeah. of memory when you are doing a genetic, basically doing a DNA copy. Yeah. Um, and this is, whenever this comes out, uh, we can always bleep this out if need be. Uh, spoilers for an upcoming episode of Dumb Kids Playing Hero. Um <laughs> Oh, I'll keep it vague also. Uh, one of the kids morphs into a different one of the kids. 
Um, yeah. And the thought occurred to me because I was worried that because this was my character about them maybe acting out of character. Mm. And then the thought occurred to me, it's just like, oh, what happens when you morph into somebody with ADHD when you aren't medicated? Mm-hmm. Because it's something that only really is maybe a consideration with human morphs. Is anything that's baked into the hardwiring of a body, like how a brain mm-hmm. functions, assumably mm-hmm. when you morph into that person, you will then have that. Yeah. Which is interesting and good. But also, again, memories become an interesting thing. Like, how do they work? Yeah. I don't know enough about brains. but Yeah. And it's, it's weird because, like, they definitely, like, a lot of the, the, the behaviors that, the animorphs um that they they use from the the animals that they morph like the birds that they morph all know how to fly flying is a learned skill for birds just like hunting is a learned skill for cats mm-hmm. um and so like there's clearly something there um that is copied over in in terms of memory right mm. but we never it's never a thing where like they morph an animal and then can remember what that animal's life was like like that's yeah. never a thing and so it kind of the way that fandom kind of describes it is like okay well you get the dna and you get some sort of scan of whatever the body is like at the moment of acquiring um because like if you acquire a baby bird and you morph then you become a baby bird you don't become an adult bird um and there's also some kind of brain scan that happens that isn't like the self of the animal is in there with you as much as it is you can pull on the experience of that animal without having had that experience or being able to witness that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's never, like, it's applied flubitonium, like, it, it's yeah. sci- science fiction. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, the, you know, things go back and forth on whether or not they contradict each other because, you know, one, ghostwriters, and two, like, it's a long-ass series. Um, and they mm-hmm. wrote it very, very fast. So yeah. it's, you know, things aren't always consistent, but you can pull enough from some of the more internally consistent books to be able to kind of figure out what the quote-unquote rules are. Mm-hmm. Which is why I can say things like, you know, being able to know that the scent you smell is the neighbor's dog when you've never been a dog before, like, isn't, like, that's not a thing. Yeah. Um. So, but that Tobias, that's a, the, yeah more logistics. We'll 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 get back into the the plot. <laughs> yeah, back back to the plot. Back to um, the plot. Tobias morphs dude, chases the string, um, convinces Jake to try it. Um, and like also convinces or tries to convince Jake that like it was all real mm-hmm. um which takes a minute and like 
there's this really great moment of where, you know, Jake is like, Tobias is like, you don't want any of it to be true. And he's like, no, of course I don't want it to be true. Like, with all the yurks and people, you know, enslaving people and all of the, the, the violence and all that sort of stuff. And Tobias is like, well, how about the Andalite? And Jake is like, I don't know why, but I didn't want to pretend the Andalite away. And so there's definitely, like, this connection mm-hmm. that they had. Um, also, like, di- like forgetting about Elfangor means, like, forgetting the sacrifice as well. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Jake there's, morphs. Uh, mm-hmm. Please. Go ahead. I was just going to say, one thing that particularly struck me was Jake's uh, observations about Tobias's home life yeah. and how it sucks. Yeah. Um. And that's one of the things you really notice as this book goes on. Like, Tobias is a very much a driving force in this, uh, like, Jake, you, you, I morphed, and now you've got to be the leader. And, like, this is how I did it. And you feel like, for Tobias, for all this horrible information, the world is both more, the universe is bigger and more amazing and more horrifying than you knew. Yeah. For him, it becomes very clear, it's just like, for him, this is like so much better than where he yeah. was, and that's yeah. achingly, upsettingly clear through yeah. very, very. It's a light touch that it's done with. Um, we hear Jake talking about how Tobias is with his aunt and uncle, who don't like each other very much, uh, and very much uh, Tobias' time life is shitty. Yeah. Um, and. For all the, and you can really understand that desire, just like, my life is so bad, this at least is me doing something good. Mm-hmm. And that need to, also that desire to not be in alone in it, though later in the book you do find Tobias, oh, but I'm going to fucking do it even if you don't. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't want to be alone in this and he wants Jake with him Yeah, in this. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Tobias is my son, and I love him so much. <laughs> um, uh, Jake morphs into Homer, his dog, um, and it's really hilarious because he gets dog brain. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, there's a really great moment when like, Tom comes in. And basically tells him he's a bad dog because he's been barking. <laughs> and Jake's like, no, I'm not a bad dog. No. <laughs> it's very cute. And then and then it's just like, and then uh, Tobias just kind of sits there and pats his head for a little while until he feels better. <laughs> and it's just like really cute. Yeah. Um uh, I, I also it. really like that in dog form, like, uh, Jake is immediately able to tell that something's wrong with Tom. Yeah. I I love that that detail. Mm-hmm. There's a strange smell about him. Yeah. Um. He. Uh, Tobias leaves. Um, they agree to meet up later at Cassie's farm. Um, Jake goes downstairs and talks with Tom and realizes just how off Tom is. Like, Tom doesn't care at all about basketball when, like, that was literally all he used to care about. 
um and uh you know and and he keeps telling him oh you should join the you should come to the sharing yeah come to the sharing it's fine um and and there's a really heartbreaking paragraph here the thing is, Tom should have been the very first person I told about all the stuff that had happened. But as I was sitting there watching him munch toast, I just had this feeling. This feeling that said, no, this has to be a secret, even from Tom. Um, and it's kind of the, the first time we really get the some teeth behind this idea that like this is a secret invasion and no one can know. Mm -hmm. um like they have to hide everything and it it's kind of the first time that we really call back to that my name is introduction um uh they all join up at cassie's farm um they, cassie isn't there yet um but there's like a horse running around in the background and then later cassie comes up and unmorphs the, as the horse um and and, like, there's a moment where she looks like a centaur because Cassie is very talented when it comes to morphing. Mm -hmm. um, we learn about the wildlife rehabilitation clinic that uh, Cassie's father runs. We learn that her mom is a vet that works at the Gardens, which is a nearby zoo slash amusement park. Um, they all read a newspaper talking about how... Um, there was a disturbance at the construction site, and people had claimed that they'd seen flying saucers, but that the the police arrived on the scene and just found a group of teenagers playing with fireworks, and all of the kids are like, but that's lying. Um, and Marco's and Marco's like, just like, yeah. He's <laughs> like, yeah, guess what? <laughs> Marco is such a sarcastic little shit. Yeah. Oh, I adore that about him. Yeah. Uh, so all cops are bastards and also yurked. Um, yeah, this cop car pulls up and the kid, like, Cassie's still, like, not fully back to human yet. And they're yeah. just like, uh, uh, <laughs> you need to finish doing that. And she's like, which way do I go? Yeah. Um, which is really cool. Uh, and the kids are, like, covering her where she's morphing. The cop's like, what do you got there? And they move and Cassie's there just like, what up? Yep. Uh, but yeah, this policeman is never named, uh, but he appears a couple of times in this book, um, where he's just super suspicious, um, particularly of Cassie, uh, which hits real different, uh, in this day and age, gotta tell you. Um, mm -hmm. we can talk about that a little bit more later. Yeah. Um, and then but the kids the have this argument then about mm -hmm. what they're going to do. Yeah. And um, it's it's like yeah. there's a lot in there and Marco's being very just like doesn't want to have to deal with this. And I, I appreciate that Tobias and Rachel were expecting Jake to be like on to argue to shoot Marco down from the spot. And he's just like, actually, no, I kind of agree. Yeah. Uh, and then Marco's just like flying off the handle a little bit of yeah. stuff. And it's interesting, like th this conversation and you hear Marco talk about his dad for the first time um, and how he wouldn't be able to handle it if something happened to Marco and you get mm -hmm. the little bit of backstory. This may be relevant. Uh, where's that thing? It's just like, uh, this is some useful information that will come up later. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, like two years ago that Marco's mum died, she drowned and they never even found her body. So, yeah, you know. Uh, one thing that I missed with Jake and Tobias in his room is Tobias like actually makes the declaration that Jake is the leader. Mm. Um, he says, geez, Jake, don't you understand? I know what I can do and what I can't do. I can't make plans and tell people what to do. I'm not the leader. You are. And from Jake's perspective, we get, I nodded slowly. I felt like I was agreeing to something awful, like I was volunteering for a trip to the dentist or something much worse. It felt like a million pounds of weight had just landed on my shoulders. And, oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. I mean, <laughs> I would say you got know. a big storm coming, but it's it's already <laughs> here. Yeah. The rain ain't letting up for you, my friend. Yeah, but that's, that's something that... Um, calls back to like in this conversation where mm. Tobias and Rachel are kind of looking at looking and Cassie too are looking to Jake to see what Jake will say um and and Jake is like ah <laughs> why am i making this decision and everybody's just like of course you have to make this decision mm. um but Cassie is the one who steps in and is like it's a it's it's a big decision we'll think about it for a little bit um she is ever the um, kind of calm head that uh, smooths over um, arguments. Yeah, you get this hint of, um, I'm going to put this mildly, the very different approaches between Marco and Tobias in life. Because mm -hmm. like Tobias is like, oh, I'm going to fight. And Marco just like shoots him down right away. Yeah. Um, and it And it's cruel. Yeah. In that moment, um, uh, and I think Marco isn't a foil to Jake. Like that's not their dynamic. Like mm -hmm. Tobias is more of a foil to Marco and to mm -hmm. almost to Jake in a, a way. But like there could be something about the power trio, except where there's five of them, so it doesn't really quite fit. Like again, it comes back to that group dynamic. Yeah, how each of them, and this is something that again the the strategist playbook. Um, that you wrote for uh, Idiot Teenagers, what, um, that ability to be cruel. Mm -hmm. And like, strategists make the hard choices a lot of the time. And it's not that they lack empathy. I think it's just like they're willing to say a thing or do the thing or tell a lie. Yeah. Like, yep. yeah, it's, it's not easy to be the leader. For God, no. And the, these books make that abundantly clear. But like it's also not always. It's very often not easy to be the person going. Well, you know, this is what it is, or laying out the truth of the matter. Like mm -hmm. they might not like what Marco was saying, but a lot of what Marco was saying is correct. Yeah. So, and like it gets worse later because it, it ends up like Jake is the one who's looking to Marco and encouraging Marco to make those plans. Like basically. Jake Jake will look to Marco and be like, okay, what do we need to do in order to accomplish this? And Marco will tell him flat out, and Jake will be like, all right, let's fucking do it. And it's, mm -hmm. ugh, it hurts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Marco goes back with Jake to Jake's house. They play video games. Tom comes in and again tries to... Well, actually, this time he's like, hey, did you hear about kids shooting fireworks off at the construction site? Do you know mm -hmm. anybody, anything about that? And Marco's like, ha, 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 ha. And as soon as Tom leaves the room, he's like, 
your brother is one of them. I love how quick Mark, I was just like, yo, your brother's a controller. Yeah. And and it's, yeah. And they fight about it. It's, they, it's, yeah. they have a, a, a literal fist fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I love how this plays out because you get that moment that it's like kids they fight they do the thing and then we just have this line from um, Marco again this voice of reason like it's the reality check mm-hmm. uh, we're pretty sure this cop is the cop is a controller and I don't care what you say Jake I think Tom is too so here's the deal you want to get into this fight against the Yerks Marco asked me fine let's see how much you want to do it when it turns out it's your own brother you have to destroy and Jake's like, I realized he was right. I didn't know about reality. Not the way reality had happened to Marco and to Tobias. Yep. 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 This line makes me hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. Especially where I know where the series is going. Mm-hmm. Everything's fine. So they have this conversation. Um, and then uh, a bird shows up. <laughs> uh, and it's uh, it's Tobias doing the thought yeah. speak like let me in and they're all like uh, I, I love this Marco's just like it's some kind of eagle or something and Tobias is like a red-tailed hawk actually and it's just like <laughs> just very good yep and just like is that you Tobias I thought we weren't going to do any more of this morphing and Tobias just like I never agreed to that <laughs> And then we have this first time we see this, which is Jake going, well, morph back Tobias. You know what the Andalite said? Never stay in any form for more than two hours. And Tobias hesitates and then goes about morphing back. Mm-hmm. And then we get one of the fun descriptions. Thank you, K.A. Applegate. These are the <laughs> things that people remember. Like, good, good descriptions of uh, of. Uh, morphing happening. Danielle is also very good at this. If you listen to Dumb Kids Playing Hero, <laughs> I've read like, a lot of Animorphs books. <laughs> it's just like, gee, thanks, Danielle, for that beautifully rendered description. Yep. Oh. All in all, it was a pretty disgusting sight. Um, yeah. And then um, I haven't figured out how to morph clothes yet, like Cassie. Yeah, that's one of the things that turned out. Cassie from the jump sussed out how to like wear tight clothes. Yep. To do morphing, whereas Tobias and Jake just like, uh <laughs> I guess. I guess I'm naked. <laughs> so. <coughs> uh, Tobias gives a glowing review about being a hawk. Um, Heavy foreshadowing. You know, just, just a little smattering of that foreshadowing there. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a little more of like the weird mind of the animal stuff um let's see what else oh and then we get the uh, the important info dump where we learn that when tobias stayed behind and had his moment with the andalite uh the andalite gave him some extra information um and uh like about yerk pools um and we learn that Yerk Pool is where Yerks live in their natural state. Every three days, a Yerk has to leave his host body and go into the pool to soak up nutrients, especially Candrona rays. <clears throat> and so, um, 
they 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 kind of learn about this and and Tobias is like, yeah, so we just gotta find the Yerk pool and blow it up. <laughs> and Marco's like, wrong. We decided not to get into this. And Jake is like, no, we decided not to decide yet. <laughs> it's yeah, like, then, oh my god. Yeah, and children. then we've got yeah, and we have um, this more of a back and forth between Tobias and Marco. But unlike at the farm where Tobias sort of backed down, he says about finding something worth fighting for. And Marco's like, mm -hmm. you didn't even, you don't even fight for yourself. And mm -hmm. Tobias is just like, that was before. And he's not even angry about yeah. this. He's just so softly spoken. Um, before the Andalite, before he died trying to save us, I can't let that go. I can't let him die for nothing. So whatever you guys decide, I'm going to fight. Mm -hmm. Oh, these kids. These kids. Hashtag right. these kids. Hashtag these dumb kids. Um, all right. Um, they go yeah. to a meeting of the sharing. Everybody they, comes yeah. along. Everybody they comes along. Um, it's full on like church youth group shenaniganry. Um, Tobias, organization. yeah, Tobias is in hawk form. He sort of shows up in hawk form. They're like, really? You don't know how long it's going to be. He sort of has to morph and then morph back. Yeah. It's very good. Yep. Uh, Tom is very suspicious. Um, and the full members go off to have a separate meeting. Uh, and so like all the rest of the gang come back to Jake and they're like, yeah, you know, you might be right. These are just normal fucking people. And, and Jake is like, no. <laughs> No, they're not. Um, uh, and there's this really great really, moment. Yeah, I Go really ahead. like that there's... I think you were about to possibly say the same thing about mm -hmm. Tom smiling at Jake yeah. and then his face twitches and his head yeah. starts to pull to one side like he's trying to shake his head, only he couldn't quite do it. For just a split second, there was a look in his eyes, scared or something. He was looking right at me and it was like some different person, some scared person was looking out of those same eyes. And then he was back to normal, or what looked like normal. And I love that we get that hint that one, yeah. people can fight or try to fight. And uh, as I put down, this is the, it's lighting that proverbial fire under Jake's ass. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I could, this is a rescue mission. Yeah. Like, that, that's where that sort of begins. So, yeah. And then Jake goes and spies on the four members. <laughs> yep, as a dog. Uh, confirms that Tom and also his vice principal is a controller. Um, and solidifies Jake's decision to fight. He asks Cassie to help him get a morph he can spy on Chapman. Uh, there is also another moment during this thing where Cassie is again accosted by this fucking police officer. Um, who's like, what are you doing over here? And she's like, I'm just collecting shells. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you have to, you know, get out of here before whatever um mm -hmm. uh, excuse me so they oh, we also leave. have tom saying it might be the one who's my brother yeah like we can either make him ours or kill him just like yep. that's fucking just like your brother casually saying that about you even after yeah. seeing that just like it's one of those things like as a kid like if you're lucky, I should say there are plenty of people who it isn't the case, but your family are there for you. And like, it's clear in the book that Jake worships Tom. He yeah. loves his older brother. And to hear like a person you care about, and this is going to be a recurring thing through like the nature of controllers, like the people you thought you that cared about you, that you could trust 
just hearing those sorts of things come out of their mouth. Like, mm-hmm. that's a real sort of tapping into that feel like child fear. I think that our parents yeah. don't want us or our family doesn't want us or that the people that we rely on to keep us safe aren't. Yeah. Um, so Cassie helps Jake acquire a lizard. Um, and the next day at school, um, Jake stuffs himself into his locker and morphs into a green anole. It don't go well. <laughs> <laughs> He eats a spider uh, because he loses control of the morph. Um, he is terrified of the light. He runs around. Um, I, I really almost gets like, steps on. Mm, I, re- I really like one that, like, the more stress you're under, the more you're panicking, the harder a morph is. Yeah. But two, I appreciate, like, an animal you know or even like another mammal is one thing like mm-hmm. a lizard is such a and such a different scaled creature as well like yeah as a and also like he mentions the eyes being different and having like the block in the vision because he hasn't mm-hmm. worked out how to make the visual mm-hmm. sync up because of the panic mm-hmm. i just i really appreciate that detail to sometimes things are such a completely alien way of thinking um yeah 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 uh, down was up and up was down. Everything was mm-hmm. shattered and twisted around. Color- colors weren't even close to right. Mm-hmm. Um, he manages to follow Chapman after almost getting stepped on. He loses his tail. <laughs> um, he, he did eat the spider, uh, even as he screams inside his head to not do so. He eats the spider. It is alive as he swallows it, and then it's just in his stomach, and he knows it. <laughs> oh wait does it actually i'm gonna quickly look back to see if there's a a thing in here da, 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 da. where'd it go mm-hmm. this is where i should have did a control find hmm. oh my good god ah, pdf it's so long <laughs> this is happening on page 62 thank you Okay, um, so just like just saw the description, a canned ham that was fighting all the way down. Um, so in that moment, obviously, we it's not said in the text. Uh, Jake's just like, this is disgusting. I want to get out of the morph. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Do you think in the back of their head he was going, oh, so this is what it's like to eat something alive? Mm, probably. Hate it. I mean, I <laughs> love it. it, but I hate it. <laughs> Love yep. to hate it. <laughs> yep. But like that subcon like having heard somebody be eaten alive and then doing it, even on a much smaller scale, like no wonder he's having such a visceral reaction to it. Yeah. I wanted out of that horrible little body. I didn't care who saw me. I was going to morph back to human shape. Marco was right. It was insane to get involved in this. Um... So he Uh, follows Chapman into a broom closet or a janitor's closet. uh, Yes. Yes, because he thinks it's going into the office and then it's not. It's uh, Mm -hmm. broom cupboard. Right. Um, And then uh, he watches as Mr. Chapman, who is the Yerkt vice principal, um, opens a secret doorway 
in the back of the janitor's closet and, you know, goes down. Uh, there are steps leading down into a pit. Um, from far away, as if it came from a hundred miles down, I heard a faint sound. It was a scream, a scream of fear and despair, a human voice crying out in the darkness of that horrible place. Uh, and Jake has found the Yerk Pool. Yay! Yay! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, and then we cut to uh, uh, Jake filling in the others, just like, and him just saying screams, human screams. Um, and everyone's looking at him except Marco, who's looking away. And I appreciate that they've gone to the mall. Yeah. Uh, because kids can get away with hanging out at the mall. Yep. So, um, and Marco tries to fucking play down. She's like, you're a lizard. Uh, but and it's like Cassie's empathy. Like, mm-hmm. I can't stand the thought of what's happening to people down there. And Rachel is like, we have to do something. Yep. Um, they have another fight, mostly because Marco is continuing to... Uh, resist doing anything about this. Cassie actually stands up for Marco. Um, Then we get Tobias being fucking tragic as always. Mm -hmm. Sad, crooked smile. Fuck off, (laughs) K.A. And and we get this moment uh, because they're talking about like like Cassie says, Marco's not being selfish. He's thinking about his father. Rachel says, "Well, I have a family too." And Tobias is like, "Not me. It's true. No one, no one gives a rat's rear about me." Uh, and Rachel is like, "I do." And I'm like, uh. "And Jake is like, I was surprised to hear her say that." Rachel isn't exactly <laughs> sentimental. Oh, Jake, you will learn. Yep. Um. Jake says he's going down there to rescue Tom. Um, the others agree to go with him. Marco agrees to go too, but he is really unhappy about it. Um, Marco looks sick. He gave me a dirty look. He shook his head. This is bad, he said. This is so bad. If it wasn't for Tom, I'd walk away. Look, Marco, you don't have to, I started to say. Oh, shut up, he snapped. You're my best friend, you jerk. Like I'm going to let you go face all this alone? I'm in. I'm in to rescue Tom. That's it. Then I'm done. Spoiler alert. He stays. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Cassie goes on some fucking cultural approach, appropriative bullshit about mm-hmm. animals and spirits and calling on spirits to protect the world from evil. And it's like, why? Can we, can we not? Yeah, like I appreciate maybe a 13-year-old being like, I've read some stuff. This is cool. Yeah. I'm into animals. But like as an adult reading that's a little bit yeah. like, uh-huh. I mean, mm-hmm. she does then refer to it's the basic forces of planet Earth. So it's just like, yeah. oh, bless this hippie child. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> Tree hugger Cassie. Yeah. Um, to be fair, which Marco's then just, after Cassie's like, we're fighting for Mother Earth, Marco is just like, let's all buy Birkenstocks and go hug some trees. <laughs> which even Cassie laughs at, to be fair. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's... And yep. then, uh, then we have this thing where Rachel is like, okay, we need to, because of course it's Rachel, suggest yep. they head to the gardens to get uh, more firepower before they mm-hmm. infiltrate the Yerk Pool. Um, 
Or is it and, uh, Marco just like, oh, I'm sure we could talk them into letting us in for nothing. Marco said, just tell them we're animorphs. Hey. Uh, <laughs> tell them we're what, Rachel asked. Idiot teenagers with a death wish, Marco said. Animorphs. Yeah. I tried the word out. It sounded okay. Yep. Yep. Me just mining all the different fucking synonyms for anamorphs for all of my mm-hmm. titles everywhere. It's fine. It's good. <laughs> uh, they go to the gardens. Um, Tobias is like, I don't need anything. I just have my hawk morph. It's fine. And Rachel's like, that's a mistake. We should acquire as many useful morphs as we can. Um, and they, they're like, I don't know what can beat that thing that the viscer morphed. Um, they have a bit of a laugh. I love this. Like Marco's like, Cassie, you can turn into a horse. Very not for you normal kids can do that. It's different for Jake turning into a lizard. He's always been a reptile. <laughs> Just like, oh, kids being kids. It's good. Kids I love being that. Kids. I love how he says it was cool having Marco with us. Like that valuing of that friendship. Yeah. Um, they go into the back of the exhibits um, and Cassie's like, okay, we'll stay together. Um, here's where the gorillas are. And Marco acquires a gorilla. And then immediately they all have to split up because of a security guard. Mm -hmm. Were you going to say something? I just like, big Jim makes me happy. Yeah, big Jim. They also end up going into, in their attempt to escape the morph, they get into the tiger enclosure. Yep. Uh, Oh, before that, we do get Marco driving. Marco driving, which becomes a thing, and it's fucking hilarious. Marco somehow always ends up the one who's driving, and he's always so terrible at it. Amazing. <laughs> um, so Marco and Jake split up from Rachel, Tobias, and Cassie. Uh, they get into the tiger exhibit. They don't realize it's the tiger exhibit at first, but then they... Bump into a tiger. <laughs> they bump into a tiger. And, uh, I love how chill this tiger is at first. Just yeah. like, sup. Yeah. Um... Uh, I like this. We have to think, not panic. I'm trying to think about why the guards didn't come in here. <laughs> <laughs> My butt touched uh, something warm. Yeah. And there's just like this moment me. where uh, he's uh, this bit from Marco, which is just like yeah. where Jake is like, I just got to get the morph. I got to acquire the morph. And Marco's like, acquire? Acquire what? You can't acquire anything about him. He's the acquirer and you're the acquiree. He's going to acquire your butt for dinner. He's going to acquire you and spit out the bones. <laughs> just like, I really like Marco. <laughs> Marco is so good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but they, uh, Jake manages to acquire the morph. Uh, the, oh, and it was established earlier that uh, when you're acquiring a morph, the, the animal goes all sort of into a trance, a little bit sleepy. And they mm-hmm. do that, and then the tiger is no longer sleepy, and they've got to bolt and like hop up and climb the ladder, and Jake narrowly avoids getting like a yep. foot bitten off yep. by a tiger. And then there's <laughs> and sort of the the escape the out through the gardens. Yep. <laughs> and I love that Tobias, Cassie, Roach was like, we were fine, what happened to you? She's <laughs> like... <laughs> Oh, Which, like, shit. we learn later that Cassie and Tobias didn't even fucking get anything. It, only Rachel did, so. Mm-hmm. Dumbasses. Uh, so. Oh, there's the sweet, like, dinner scene where Jake, like, tries to have normal conversation with his parents while also 
like mm. having a, a quote unquote normal conversation with Tom while knowing that Tom is a yerk. Yeah. Um, oh, like, do you want to do something tonight? Like shoot some hoops and why not? And... Yeah. Yeah. That's heartbreaking. Mm. You know. Um, so they all, they, they get ready to go to the yerk pool. Um, but, uh, when they meet up, they, uh, actually it's before they meet up. He calls Tobias and Rachel. They say they're fine. He tries to call Cassie, but gets his, her mother on the phone instead. And her, her mother is just like, yeah, she's not here. And Tobias, and, and Jake is like, uh, what? <laughs> and, and her mom starts to get really worried. Like, uh, is something wrong? And he's <laughs> like, no, it's fine. Click. <laughs> Amazing. Good work, buddy. <laughs> Uh, but the rest of them go to the school, uh, as they're, well, as they get to the school, they find out that, or when Tobias gets there, he's already morphed as a hawk. Um, there is a sweet moment when Tobias lands on Rachel's shoulder, um, and she, like, nuzzles him a little bit, and it's super adorable. Um, Mm -hmm. Jake is feeling really off kilter. Um, because Cassie is missing and Tobias is already morphed when he shouldn't be. Um, and, but he's like, yeah, no, it's, no, we'll do it. So they go in and as they're breaking into the school, they see the policeman from earlier, um, dragging Cassie with him. Um, and he is taking her down to the York pool. Um, and it sucks. And... Mm -hmm. I sure hate this fucking kidnapping. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Topical. <sighs> it's real bad. It is real bad. Um, there is a, a good little moment in that I like, which is like Jake can't see properly, so gets Tobias to look with like mm-hmm. hawk vision, which is just like, Again, it's like underscoring the way they work as a group. Yeah. It's just like, okay, I cannot do this thing. You can do this thing. Yeah. So. Uh, They walk down into the Yerk pool. Um, They go in as humans, except for Tobias. Um, They are... I mean, they, they see the Yerk pool for the first time. It's humongous. Um... Marco says, this isn't just under the school, this is under half the town. The stairways mm-hmm. must lead to a dozen secret en- entrances. Um, and they all just get hit with despair because they realize, like, this isn't just a handful of yurks. This is, like, they have so much more of a foothold than we thought. And they... Like, they have so much more power than these five teenagers. Mm-hmm. Barely teenagers. Yeah. Um, I like as there's this fear and they're all trying to do this. And Marco is trying to crack jokes mm-hmm. to just try and keep everybody grounded. Yep. <sighs> these, uh, kids. So we, these kids. Um, we get down there and... Um, and they see that uh, Cassie is being dragged down to uh, 
the pier for infestation because they can see that there are they, they see what happens when people get dragged up to the edge of the pool and like they're there pretty docile and happy and then the yerk sort of slides out into the pool in happy splashy swim time for the yerk while the people <laughs> are screaming and thrown into cages while their yerk has a bath mm-hmm. and feeds and does all the things that yerk can do but it's when they see that cassie is being pulled up to the other end of the pool which is where the yerks get back on board uh, everyone's just like okay it's go time yep um yep is it rachel that goes first uh no it's cassie or not cassie it's jake um yeah there's uh he sees the captive hork bajir um oh we also learn about collaborators like voluntary hosts, which yes. again, this is that cruelty thing I was coming back to because there's a TV set up yep. like for volunteer contract just to go chill while the yerks mm-hmm. feed. Just like, oh yeah, wicked. Mm-hmm. It's like, fuck you. Yep. Yep. Meanwhile, yeah. like not very far away, mm-hmm. all of this is happening. Um, but yeah, Jake is the first one who says, I'm going to morph. I'm going to get Cassie away from him. Marco stops him from going first um, because they, he says it's not time yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then they get spotted. Do they get spotted? Yeah. Human voice. You two. Who are you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. A um, human and a hawk bajir and a taxon. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, Rachel has sort of curved around a little bit because Tobias is doing eyes in the sky at yeah. this point yeah <laughs> and, and there Marco, it is Marco does the perfect us who are we hey who are you I love this is some this is some Peter Parker Miles Morales yes peak Spider-Man bullshit and I am here for it <clears throat> um and yeah they get and Jake's like I have to morph um but I was frozen with it then I saw Rachel she had gotten around behind the controllers and she was getting very very large yep Rachel acquired an elephant. <laughs> Rachel knows what's what. <laughs> yeah, my cousin Rachel now stood almost 13 feet high and weighed about 14,000 pounds. The weird thing was, I was happy about all of this. Yep. And she's just like, ha ha, I did it. And she's like, that's adorable. Hmm. Um, and then given what's about to happen, but it's just like, I love that there is that moment of elation in it. Yeah. Um, she fights the hork and the taxon. Um, you know, she gets hit a few times, but she's like, <laughs> puny little nothing, you attack me? Yeah, I wonder how much of that is pure Rachel and how much is like an elephant vibe. I, I, I like to think the it's is a, yes. a little vibe, but yeah, <laughs> it's just good. <clears throat> the human was still just standing there. He said, an elephant? Like he couldn't even think about it being real. Rachel wrapped mm-hmm. her trunk around his middle. Yeah, we heard Rachel say, an elephant. The man screamed. I guess he figured out it was real. (laughs) And then she just yeets him. Yep. (laughs) Oh, yeah, and Marco's like, nice work, Rachel. Remind me not to ever make you mad. Yep. Uh, So Jake morphs the tiger. Marco morphs the gorilla. Uh, Jake experiences just the sheer power that is a tiger. He's no longer afraid. Apex um, Predator, yeah. Yeah. Um, he kills a bunch of Hork-Bajir, 
and is very fast. He's running towards the pool. Um, Marco comes out as the gorilla and is just <laughs> fucking ripping arms off people and yeeting them left and right. <laughs> um, I love he's like, just call me King. <laughs> King Kong. Yeah. Like, what a fucking nerd. <laughs> it's so good. Um, What's it? And then they start, like, so they, they, the kids <clears throat> do this and they're rushing and they reach the cages and, like, mm-hmm. They immediately start trying to free people. Like yes. Marco's ripping cages open and does a little bow to make people feel less scared. Yeah. Just like it's such a lovely little quiet moment. Yep. In all the noise. Um, and Rachel calls Jake's attention back to Cassie. Uh, he doesn't think he can get to her in time. Uh, but luckily, Tobias is here. Um, uh, he comes down like a bullet and... <laughs> hits the hork at about 50 miles an hour, mm-hmm. um, leaving the alien clutching at the slimy mess where his eyes used to be. Mm. <laughs> Lovely. Yep. Mm. Um, Cassie gets away uh, and morphs into the horse. Um, there is chaos everywhere as all of these free, free uh, former controllers are, you know, running, trying to get away. The rest of the controllers who are still in control of their hosts um, are getting organized. They're getting the their dragon beams ready. Um, and <laughs> I could see Rachel's towering gray bulk just ahead. The stairs were near. I saw Marco with Tom. We were going to make it. And then he stepped out daintily from a group of hork Visser 3 is here. Visser 3 is always here. always here. <laughs> Um, I, this one thing, it just, cause I appreciate we've talked about like how harmless an antelite body can seem until mm-hmm. you notice like the tail and stuff. Uh, I, my brain immediately sort of snags in not in a good way on stepping out daintily because there's such a pervasive thing about queer coding villains. Mm. So I may keep an eye on that. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's one of those tropey things that, that maybe don't even get questioned because like the visual is so very good but he's already this erudite theatrical yeah. thing with a thing for puns so I will yeah. keep a, a half eye that as much as I don't get me wrong <clears throat> I love this visual no yeah it's good um, it's uh, mostly because they're part deer instead of part yeah. horse I think I think that's the visual they're going for but yeah, yeah. That's, that's valid yeah um, I do appreciate that Vista 3 does start monologuing yeah. at this point. He assumes that the kids are Andalite bandits. Uh, no, he yeah, he assumes the kids are Andalites. Because um, yes. he's like, this taxon fool says you are wild animals. He wants to know if he and his brothers can eat you. Um, <laughs> but I know you are not animals. I know who and what you are. So not all of you, not all of you Andalites died when I burned your ships. Yep. And Jake's like, oh, shit, that, that's great. Um because as far as, obviously, as far as Vista 3 knows, Andalites are the only ones with the morphing tech. Yep. Um, and then uh, Vista 3 like, I compliment you on getting this far, but it will accomplish nothing. Because now, my brave Andalite warriors, it is time, time to die. He began to morph. I acquired this body on the fourth moon of the second planet of a dying star. Like it? I realized I'd been wrong to be hopeful. <laughs> we, we were not, were going, not going to make, to make it. it. Yep. Uh, Visser 3 turns into uh, the creature with a thing for eight. Um, as 
that like that's just the thing that Jake calls it. Um, tall as a tree, towering over even Rachel, eight massive legs, eight long spindly arms, each ending in a three-foot-fingered claw. And from the place where the top set of arms grew came the heads. Heads, plural. Eight of them. This creature had a thing for the number eight. <laughs> um, it also, like, it breeds fire. Because, mm-hmm. of course, it does. Um, yep. It, it starts shooting fireballs at everybody. Um, and the Animorphs retreat at Jake's command. Um, and everyone starts making a run for the stairs. Um, it, it's basically target practice for Visser 3 as everyone runs. Um, uh, Rachel has to quickly morph back because an elephant can't get up the stairs. Yeah. Um, they they keep running but it, it's just by the time we had climbed a few dozen stairs there were only a few free humans and two free hork with us the rest had all been recaptured or burned um, and they continue to retreat Visser 3 continues to climb the stairs behind them but he barely fits um, I honestly don't know how he fits at all if Rachel couldn't but I guess he's thinner if taller yeah, maybe um is this this moment killed me? Because this is the thing that I did not remember if I had, in fact, read this book before, which was Freed Tom, mm-hmm. like, turns around. It's just like, no, you filthy creep, you aren't going to win this time. And this, I'm assuming, like, maybe 16, 18 mm-hmm. tops. Yeah, 16. Just, yeah, just charges at this creature with his fists. Yep. Um. Yeah, and... The way I read this, I did not expect Tom to show back up later. Let me tell you. Because this text heavily implies I felt that Tom dies in this moment. Yeah. Because he falls from the edge of the stairs after getting hit by Visser 3. Yeah. Uh, which obviously, understandably, kicks Jake off a little yeah. bit. He's, he says in the text, I went a little crazy, uh, yeah. which is fair. Um, and then as the fireballs going ca- carry on, uh, Jake bolts. Yeah. And just like, and we ran, ran, ran up those stairs with a hundred nightmares on our heels. The viscer roared in pain. I roared in hatred. Good shit. It's good shit. Um, they run. They get out of there. Visser three can't follow them once they get into the part of the stairs that's covered. Um, he says, "Run away. It doesn't matter. I'll kill you." Um, actually, I think mm. it did matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. They, can't, they come out of it alive. There's exactly one human freed, the woman who rode Cassie's back up out of the hellish pit. This woman is never spoken of again. Mm-hmm. Um, Alas. We, yeah. Uh, Cassie had gotten away clean. It had been the suspicious controller policeman who had grabbed her. He was the only controller to know her name, where she lived, and that she had been spying on the sharing. Cassie said we didn't have to worry about him anymore. She didn't want to talk about what had happened to him either. Um, Tom was not freed, but he does come home later that night. Um, and Jake yeah. is emo about it. I'm emo Understandably. about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, he never, then, yeah. He never knew that I was the tiger. He never knew how close I'd come to freeing him. He was a controller again. The yerk was in his head once more. Um, but yeah, so the kids all made it out. They had emerged out. And Tobias, who wasn't with them when they made their bolt up the stairs, he survived too. Uh, it was almost morning when I was awakened from dead sleep by feathery beating on my window. 
Oh, Tobias. Yeah. And Jake starts like monologuing in the way that you monologue when like, mm, you know, something's up. <laughs> He's like, you made it. Oh man, you had me scared. I figured you were still trapped down there. I mean, I thought you could probably find somewhere to hide in that cavern, but I knew you'd been morphed for a long time. I was worried you wouldn't be able to morph back, morph back without getting caught. It's good to see you. And Jake's just, and Tobias is just like, yeah, it's good to see you too. How's everybody else? <laughs> mm -hmm. and jake's like it's everyone's alive i guess that's all that counts and tobias is like yes that is all that matters and jake mm -hmm. starts pleading with tobias to morph back and tobias is like jake <laughs> yeah yeah and he says he admits that he was down there for more than two hours and you're just like i love this moment just like i just stared at him at his laser focus eyes, at his wicked beak and sharp talons, and at his wings, at the broad, powerful wings that let him fly. I guess this is me from now on, Tobias said. And that's such a stark contrast to the description that Jake gives of Tobias earlier in, mm -hmm. at the beginning of the book. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. And Jake's crying at this point, and it's just like, and he doesn't care. Mm -hmm. And Tobias is trying to comfort him in yeah. this moment. Like yep. you said, we're alive. The Endolites will come, and until then, Jake nods and wipes away his tears. Yeah, he says, until then, we fight. <sighs> That's book one. That's book one. Two and a half hours late. <laughs> That's fine. It's fine. It's great. Um, we had a lot of stuff to say. We did have a lot of stuff to say. Um, this is we have probably one of say. the longest books in the mm. series i think mm -hmm. um so the others should be a little bit quicker um they also don't have quite as much like background stuff to get through so mm -hmm. much happens in this book um, that's a lot mm -hmm. um so what was your what were your general thoughts on number one the invasion one it's such a strong start to a series like, even if you never read any of the others, like, that's a good book. Mm -hmm. Like, and I guess not surprised at the quality, <laughs> but rather, like, how much it packs into such a relatively small length. Mm -hmm. How it's just super efficient storytelling, but it doesn't lack any emotional punch just because it's not got necessarily a, a super high word count. There are so many authors that could learn from this. Let me <laughs> fucking tell you. But I, I really enjoyed it. Like, I was like, oh, I wouldn't, I mean, should I start reading book two? No, not yet. Well, I'll leave now. But I think, it's a good, I think it's a really great book. And it's a great beginning to yeah. a longer story. Yeah. How about you? How does it like, what is it like coming back to the beginning? Sad. Again. Just mm. so fucking sad. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, in case you haven't already guessed, the series ends sadly. <laughs> um, and so like coming back and, and, and part of the reason that that, that that is true is because like, again, going back to the idea that K.A. Applegate didn't want, you know, to pull punches with this. They wanted to accurately show like what happens in war, really. Um, mm. And they fucking do. 
Um, like, the, the idea that war is hell, and it just chews everybody who goes into it and spits them out, um, yeah. is, you know, the overarching kind of theme of this whole series. Yeah. Um, and so, like, knowing where these characters get to, mm-hmm. and then looking back at where they started is just sad. Yeah. <laughs> like, my babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... And again, just the the constant reminder that, like, these kids are 13. Mm -hmm. Like, especially coming back as an adult, it's just like, like, I know Daniel, who is Shannon's son, who is 11 years old. Not that much younger than these kids. And, like, Mm -hmm. I've known middle school kids and stuff like that as an adult. And now, like, even now looking at the freshmen in college that I teach who are, like, 18, I look Mm -hmm. at them and I don't, like, it's not... It's not in a demeaning sort of way that I say, like, oh, you're, like, you're just kids. It's in a, like, you, you, I mean, you still obviously experience the full spectrum of human experience, but, like, you don't have, and that's actually one of my favorite fucking quotes that comes out of this series is um, later on, um, Jake's mom talks to him, and they're, they're kind of both complaining about, in, in general terms about the things that they're dealing with. And Jake's mm-hmm. like, you must think that, you know, I'm just being, you know, a whiny kid or whatever. And she's like, no, like, you know, I'm, I as an adult am dealing with all the same kinds of things that you as a child are dealing with, but I have the benefit of having experienced it all before. Right. Mm. Yeah. And so like this, this idea of like, looking at these kids as kids because they haven't they haven't lived long enough to experience everything and so in that way they yeah. are precious and naive and like they've got a whole lot of really rough learning ahead of them yeah that's just it hurts yeah Ugh. So, should we do our discussion question? Yeah. We don't necessarily need to go through all of them, but, I mean, if there are mm-hmm. any that you think um, hit uh, a thing on a thing that you want to talk about. Um, um, I do want to do the first question okay. because I think it's such a good question. It is a good question. So, question number one is, do you think Tobias trapped himself in Morph on purpose? My inclination is to say perhaps not consciously, mm-hmm. not a willing, I'm just going to do this. But the way the book talks about how and how he talks about being a hawk, mm-hmm. like the freedom and the, like the sheer difference in his outlook is so stark and he is so unhappy in his life as a, a human boy mm-hmm. that... I could, yeah. As I don't think necessarily, I I don't feel like it was meant to be like I'm going to do this, Mora. I don't really care if I stop being old me. Yeah. I don't. He hasn't got the tie to that life, or doesn't feel the tie to that life that the others do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Tobias has a super shitty home life. 
Like, even, like, Marco has a bad home life because he has to essentially keep his dad alive. Yeah. Because um, his dad is so depressed as to be, like... Yeah, Marco is basically a caregiver at, yeah. at this point. Um, but Tobias, like, he spends six months with, like, his aunt and then spends six months with his uncle and they ship him back and forth and neither one really wants to have him with them. Um, yeah. it's implied that his aunt is, uh, is, like, emotionally abusive. His uncle is a violent drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, like, he, he basically becomes so used to literally no one caring about him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, not only to have a sense of purpose that comes with, this whole war, but also like to have a group of friends that care about him. Um, and then to suddenly feel like he's free and can actually escape the life that he didn't see an escape from Mm -hmm. is obviously just such a huge draw. Um, and we, we get, we get more and more of Tobias and his decision and whether or not it was a decision, um, in Tobias's books. Um, mm. Tragically, Tobias doesn't get as many books as the other characters. Um, he and Axe, who is the Andalite we will meet later, um, the Scholastic thought that people wouldn't like them as much or relate to them as much as characters, uh, and was like, yeah, so we'll just uh, give them half as many books each. Boo hiss. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we... But really what that means is that Tobias's books pack a fucking punch. Yeah, um, I'll bet. Because they, they put a lot of his... He's very, very introspective. Um, mm. And so we get a lot of him thinking about this um, and how he comes to terms with it. Um, mm-hmm. That's really good. And how he comes to terms with his new life and new being um that i'm really excited to have (laughs) to see you react to reading um but oh yeah it's good uh if someone else narrated this book who would you choose um i think i might choose either Tobias or Cassie. Mm-hmm. Um, Cassie, because she has such a softer start. Mm. I think she might, I think she might be too heavy handed for the first book, frankly, because she's like, again, back to like the, the weird mother earth thing. Like she mm-hmm. is pretty philosophical that way. Um, and so it might have been too much for such an action-packed book. Mm. Um, but I would be interested to see, like, Tobias's side of it and, like, his connection with the Andalite and mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. I, I do think that Jake is probably the best one to have mm. this book. Agree. Um, that tie with Tom as well. Like, yes. you need that yes. personal investment there. And also, if you're going to make a character the leader, it makes sense to start with... Yes. That perspective. Yeah. 
Um. Was there any part that didn't make sense to you or that you didn't understand? No, I think it's pretty solid um, intro. Like, nothing felt overly complicated. Um, I felt pretty with it the whole way through. I didn't have to, like, double back or go, what, at any point. So. Good. Mm. Uh, we already really kind of addressed number four. Um <laughs> feels kind of redundant to ask you do you have a favourite character so far or who do you most identify with <laughs> feels kind of redundant <laughs> listen Tobias mm -hmm. is my son uh huh <laughs> I would die for him. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I think I most identify probably with Cassie. Mm -hmm. um, because I was very much the, uh, like, tomboy into animals. Um, a kind of slightly more philosophical outlook on life kind of deal. Um, mm hmm Tobias is my son. Uh-huh. What about you? Uh, Tobias is probably my favorite. <laughs> Shockingly enough, uh, <laughs> Danielle and I's increasingly large list of Venn diagram where there's, there's a lot of overlap there. Um, I, it's harder to say who I identify most with. Um, Tobias has both uh, autism vibes and trans vibes mm -hmm. um, so and that's a topic we will likely come back to mm -hmm. um, but given like the reaction um, I could make an argument for being very like Marco sometimes oh. like the way I one also the person I was like yes this is very funny because although my sense of humor doesn't always vibe with people I do like to try lighten situations that tends to be one of the things that i like to do actionable things more often than not yeah i'm not ballsy enough to be a rachel <laughs> so um never heard of them but um yeah like the way mark the way also like marco being like ride or die for a friend as it mm -hmm. were just like yeah no you fucking moron yes i'm here <laughs> Do. um yeah, yeah. like also, I have been accused of being a pragmatist in my time. So, an idealistic one, perhaps, but mm, still a bit of a pragmatist. So, yeah. uh, did anything surprise you? Hmm. I guess how hard it goes so fast. <laughs> like I knew that obviously you have to get hooked in, but I didn't realize one quite how much stuff there was mm -hmm. in in that first one. Um, I think just how fucking extra Vista Three is. <laughs> just like what the fuck are you? Like oh my god, this, you have clearly been watching Bond movies. This does feel like they're like how does Earth culture? How is my best way to intimidate humans? And just got like a stack of DVDs and just like mm, yes, make some notes. Like it's so over the top and just like 
I did not expect that. And it's, it's very good. But I was like, the fuck? That first, that fucking pun. I swear, I literally had to like snap over to our notes document. She's like, a fucking pun? What is this? So, yes. I guess how, I suppose, how human he is in that regard is interesting mm. to me. Yeah. Which I suppose is good because if your main antagonist is too alien, it's hard to sort of maybe read the threat there. Like the mm -hmm. taxons are scary because they're big bugs. Right. But like Visser 3 can turn into horrifying things. But like his cruelty is very human. Yeah. And very easy to pass. Just like, yeah. oh, I know what that is. That sucks. <laughs> so. Yeah. What about you? Because I know you've obviously re read them before, but is there anything that's just like, oh, that's in this book? Or, oh, yeah, no, I'd forgotten that particular moment. Any little moments stick out to you? Um, let's see. I think um, how much I kind of identified with Jake in this book. Mm -hmm. um, because, like, Jake was never one of my favorites of the Animorphs. Like like I said kind of at the beginning, like, I've always thought he's kind of bland. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, I really uh, paid attention to and bought into, like, his relationship with Tom this time. Mm -hmm. Um and just, like, how tragic that is, that, like, he's the younger brother who just wants to get approval from his big bro, and, like, he wants to tell him that he got on the basketball team and make him proud and all that sort of thing, and then, like, everything falls apart so fast. Yeah. And, like you said, Tom turning to fight Visser 3 at the end, even though he didn't even know... Like, he doesn't know that Jake is the tiger, but yeah. he still turns around and fights Visser 3 barehanded to give, like, these weird vigilantes a chance to get away. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, yeah, I'm emo about Jake and Tom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sibling relationships. Give me the feels, yo. Yeah. I... Okay, I think okay. that what I would like to end here on is uh, mm -hmm. if you have any predictions for what might happen next. <laughs> pain. Lots of pain. You're not wrong. Yeah. Uh, more morphs. Uh, Vista 3 will be there. Uh, um, <laughs> I can do a running bit. Um no real predictions. I'm just sort of seeing how these kids sort of shift haha, um, <laughs> and grow into the, the roles. And I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out. No real predictions because it's one of those things where I purposely don't want to think too much about the plot mm -hmm. because yeah. I don't want to walk into a spoilers or anything like that. So. Yeah. Okay. That brings us to the close of our first episode, first string of episodes, first book. Yeah. I'll figure out how to edit this somehow. Um, you'll, you'll do great. 
<laughs> Brian and August doing three episodes of Pop of Steven Universe and keeping it under an hour. I'm over here on book one with three hours of content. <laughs> Look. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Like, an episode of Steven Universe takes ten minutes to watch. A book takes two. These books take, like, at least, like, an hour and a half to read. It's true. It's true. We basically read the book and commented on it in the same breath, so, you know. Yeah, you know. We'll figure a balance out. Yeah, if, right. if you would like us to maybe focus on anything, let, like, let us know. This is where we're in early days with the podcast. Yes. Like, for sure, please. Um, well, let, yeah, us let us know what, what you like. like. And don't. Uh, join us on the Discord and tell us your thoughts on these events, um, mm -hmm. whether we missed something that you thought was really important or not. Um, or focused on something that you had never thought of. Um, definitely let us know what you think. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, yes, I thank continue you. to be so privileged to be able to talk about and play and do everything about this book series with my friends who continue to humor me. Um, you act and... like we don't get anything out of it. We get a lot out of it. <laughs> it's very That's my good. hope. I hope that you get a lot out of it. Absolutely. I'm not that magnanimous as a person, let me tell you. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, bye, I guess. Do we want to do a sign out of any kind? Uh, yeah, let's do a sign out. You've been Jade. I was going to see if you could do the rest of my stuff. I was going to be real <laughs> impressed. Um, you can find them on Twitter at JadeOxfordRose. Um or on uh -huh. Follow the Leader at FTLcast, um, or on Dumb Kids Playing Hero, which doesn't have its own Twitter, uh, but you can find on your podcatcher of choice. And my co-host has been Danielle. You can find her on Twitter at RedtailedHawk90, and you can also hear her on The Room Where It Happened, which is RoomwarePod on Twitter, and she runs Dumb Kids Playing Hero, and you can hear her glee constantly as we play it, it's great yes oh and uh you can follow stones underscore standing which is the twitter for the podcast guild that we are a part of uh there's a number of different properties if you follow their twitter we re it gets retweeted with the new episodes of all of the shows that we produce as an entity so and of our live streams when they happen so stones underscore standing oh and this uh show has a twitter too oh yeah, <laughs> follow us on follow it on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> follow us on Twitter. Uh, it's at Escafil Files. Um, no punctuation or articles, just Escafil Files on Twitter. Right now, it doesn't have literally fuck or all on it, um, but it will. There will be the content. <laughs> there will be content. <laughs> all right. Now All we right. can say bye. Now we can say bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs> you want to do another clap for the end? Let's do, do another just... clap because Craig was kicked yeah. off. And... Yeah. Oh, Lord. Let's clap uh, at 30. 30? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>